broadcasting worldwide on internet radio. Refreshing takes on legal strategies. Straightforward answers to difficult tax questions. Independent ideas on building wealth. It's the Refresher Wealth Show with Mark Kohler and Matt Sorensen. Get your free copy of Mark and Matt's ebooks and sign up for their weekly free newsletter with important tax deadlines and articles at refreshyourwealth.com. Now, here's Mark and Matt. Welcome, everyone, to the Refresh Your Wealth podcast. Today is going to be an amazing episode because I, I don't know why I'm just feeling sprightly and vivacious today, Mark. It's just when I woke up this morning, that's just what I felt, sprightly and vivacious. What, what do you get five bucks for using both of those words on our show? Because that's <laughs> those a little are the over words the, top, of the day. Those are the words of the day, and I just got it out early, you know. Sprightly. 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 Well, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, got to run, the, you, run you, that you, through the dictionary. Yeah, sprightly and vivacious. So um, I'm going to try and bring that to today's show. We'll see. We'll see if I can live up to it. Um, but today um, we're going to be talking about um, tips on how to. Well, what are we talking about today? How to launch a business? Well, make money fast. I mean, oh, that's, that's right. What yeah. yeah, we were debating how should we title this thing, and we were like, but really, the, we've got a special guest later, and I, and I we love the title of his book, uh, David Pike's book. The Modern Guide to Launching a Business Quickly with Minimal Cost. And Matt and I will highlight this a little later with him, I'm sure. But we have so many clients that they come through our office. We're setting up their entity. We've got the tax and legal structure. they got a great idea. And then they just kind of – sometimes they're – not a lot. I mean this is definitely the minority. But they'll they'll just kind of spin their wheels. They're not making money as fast as they want to either. Yeah. And I think it's, it, it's kind of a knack to making money. It's funny. We have clients that just, they just fall into money. And you're like, how do they do that? You know, and then other clients that have such great personalities <laughs> and great ideas and they just can't get it going. Uh, they, they couldn't sell, you know, ice cream yeah. in Arizona in the summer. You know, it's like, what is their problem? So yeah. we're going we're gonna to be high we're and gonna, fat. You know, people down here care about that. So it's not as easy what? as you think. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Come on. You got to go with Froyo or maybe um, what are the, the those bowl places, some little agave I don't know. You gotta, you know. You gotta make it healthy, huh? You gotta. So Baskin to the and Robbins is struggling, huh? Okay. News alert: Baskin and Robbins is going out I'd of short business that in stock. Phoenix, Arizona. Yep. <laughs> short, short that it. one. Yeah. <laughs> when I walk around, I'll tell you though, man. When you're walking around Arizona, I'm some of the most beautiful people, uh, in the, not to excluding the company here today, but of course, but um, <laughs> some of the most beautiful people in America, I swear, man, you walk around and you're like, geez, they just jump out of GQ. Everybody's fit, healthy, tan, uh, wearing sexy clothes. How do you do it, Matt? Just what's your secret? Well, I'm not going to give it away here. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Someone you know, in just, Duluth, Minnesota needs to know right now. I guess, I guess. I, <laughs> no ice cream. No yeah. ice cream. It's no ice cream. There you go. That's what it is. Duh. (laughs) No more happiness. All right. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm excited for today. This is going to be a good show. We're excited to be with you. Everybody, thank you for being here. And if you haven't been to our website, refreshyourwealth.com, get over there. You can sign up for our free newsletter. Uh, Give us a five-star on iTunes or Stitcher. We really appreciate it. Uh, We're trying to be one of the top ten 
small business podcasts in the country. Now, there's some good ones out there, but we want to be number one in tax and legal. If you have a small business, you have a friends that own a small business, they're trying to invest in real estate, self-direct their IRAs, retirement accounts, please share the show. You're mm -hmm. going to be doing them a favor right there. Yeah, and we've had over um, 500,000 listens to our podcast over the years. So you might be sitting there thinking, I cannot believe I listen to these guys, um, a tax and legal podcast. We ha I had one of the guy, one of the people who left a review says, um, he says he listens to the podcast all the time and his wife will overhear him watching it and be like, what are you listening to? <laughs> but he defends us. He sticks up for us. He gave us five okay. stars. He says he actually enjoys it and he learned something. So... Um, but that's what we're trying to do is just maybe uh, teach you something that can help you better live the American dream, save on your taxes, protect your assets, grow your business. That's what we're all about. Mark and I are trying to do that um, every day ourselves and for our clients. So um, thanks for being with us and excuse the um, the uh, amateur hour humor and comedy routine that we we try to put on for you. Yeah, yeah, it's the improv and it's it's the new it's like Friday night open mic. You know, we're just doing the best we can, folks. That's, the, that's um, a podcast. You know, anybody can have one. <laughs> yeah, you call us. You can, we'll put you on. Uh, all right. Well, okay. Now, we've got um, some tax and legal tips before we get to our topic of the hour. And, Matt, I got a good one. I want to throw down. Okay. Can I go first? Yeah, you okay? I, I, You'll give yes. me a green light? Yes. That'll give me some time to think of one myself. Oh. <laughs> a tax tip you can actually understand and won't put you to sleep. A tax tip that could save you thousands. All right. Well, my tax tip is taken from the infamous movie, Jerry Maguire. And now some of you that have seen this movie may go, well, there's no taxes in Jerry Maguire. What are you talking about? That has nothing to do with tax tips. But my friends, yes, it does. There's a scene you know, where Jerry, played by Tom Cruise, uh, the man that everything he touches turns to gold in Hollywood, he's stud looking out for the new movie this fall. And I think there's a new Mission Impossible this summer, right? I, huh. I, I think I've seen the previews. It's going to be good. I'm never a Mission Impossible fan. After the first one, which I thought was average, I was like, eh. Oh, my gosh. You're right. ruining the show here, man. I, okay, now. Just, all right. Just being honest. You can't, you can't diss on Tom Cruise. I was this close to having him come on the show. Yeah, you, you know, I mean, his I agent's going to be like, no, he go. He kind of peaked at, like, Risky Business and Top Gun. Peaked. He was 19. <laughs> I mean, Maverick <laughs> is, is, is even better since that. He was good. Oh, come on. Far and away. I mean, oh, man. Oh, he's, he's the best. Yeah, okay. Okay. Right. And then Jack Reacher? You're telling me Jack Reacher? I, I did like okay, the anyway. first Jack Reacher. I did. All right, you're getting me distracted. Okay, right. now here's the deal. In the movie, Jerry Maguire, played by the infamous Tom Cruise, no matter what Matt says, and Cuba Gooding Jr., uh, a mouthful there, Cuba Gooding Jr., I can never say it right, and uh, he's Rod Tidwell. Now, he's an NFL player. He's wanting to get the big contract, and he thinks he deserves it, and Jerry is just going ballistic, uh, and I think it's a locker room scene, and he's like, He's like, Rod, help me help you. Help me help you. And he repeats like three times, and he's just in his face, and he's like, I'm your agent. I'm your lawyer. I'm trying to help you. you got to give me something to work with. Well, my friends, this is your tax tip. Ugh. We are desperately needing our clients to do better job of keeping good records, keeping good bookkeeping, uh, good receipts, and doing their part in this process. 
I have clients that show up and they're wanting to save big in taxes and their books are a mess. And then I start talking about the cost to get their books in order, which frustrates them. And I'm the bad guy now because our accounting team, which does a freaking awesome job, they've got a charge to do bookkeeping. The client didn't do all year long. And even a couple thousand in bookkeeping is only a couple hundred bucks a month, but heaven forbid, you know, and so I know some of you, this is an intervention of sorts. This is your intervention. Sit down, take it, take it sitting down. So I now on this note, I've got a tax court case. I got a, a case in tax court for a client that's trying to prove some deductions. And man, we're, it, it, of course, cases like this are three or four years later and the client's records are meager to begin with. And we're trying to have him dig up credit card statements, receipts, records. He's got nothing. And bless his heart, great guy. But uh, he and his wife are so stressed and frustrated. The IRS, IRS is beating down their door. Not literally, but close. And, and so this is a situation that's very common among small business owners. So what I'm getting at is help me help you. We can save you taxes. We can strategize. But you, it's a two-way street. It's a partnership. And if you need help with bookkeeping, getting it dialed in, this is a good time of year to get your QuickBooks going. I've got some new QuickBooks videos I'll be launching here in a, in a few weeks, a little special, and and you can learn on your QuickBooks. And uh, any of you that already have my little video series on QuickBooks and tax and legal strategies, they're going to get updated. You don't pay any extra for that. But the point is learn some bookkeeping, keep good records, keep receipts, throw them all in a shoebox if you have to, and then keep the shoebox but may I say, help me help you. Help me. Okay. That, that, that was my best. Yeah. That was the best I got, man. I'm trying to throw down for you. I like that. You know, there's another great movie quote that goes along with your tip. Um, Is it from uh, Narnia? A, a Few Good Men, also. Oh, okay. Tom Cruise. Okay. Ooh. Okay. See, look, at, you're telling me he wasn't good in A Few Good Men. <laughs> oh, he was he, good he in that. before A Few Good Men. Yeah, okay, he was whatever. way good in that, for sure. So... <laughs> You know, now he's talking to his client who's being charged, I think, with, was it murder? Yeah, I think because, yeah. you know, one of the uh, guys in the military. And um, and this guy's trying to tell him what happened. And he's saying, no, this is what happened. This is what happened. And he, and he has to tell him, he says, it doesn't matter what happened. It only matters what I can prove. Okay. Ooh, yeah. So you need evidence. All right. You need to keep good records. That's your evidence. That's what you're going to prove. Okay, so just to oh, go along with one, your man. theme there, you know, keeping yeah. good records. Okay, now uh, I'm going to throw. Tom Cruise has taught us many lessons, but he's, he's, he's taught, taught us, taught us how to keep good records. He didn't yeah, even know yeah. it. You don't have to bring up Scientology. I mean, take it to a whole new level. Guys, <laughs> on top of it. Now, now let's throw. I'm going to I'm going to distract half of our listeners because we've looked at our listenership. It's pretty equally uh, uh, split between men and women. So I'm going to lose half of our listeners right here because I want to bring up the Tom Cruise Top Gun volleyball scene. Okay, ladies, you know what I'm talking about. Just just imagine that. Okay, you go there in your special place and, and just relive that volleyball scene on the beach. Matt, go ahead and give your legal tip. Keep their attention now. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> Dude, I even got the music playing in the back of my head, you know. Something yeah. playing with them boys. I don't know what the song oh, is. Yeah. That's I just remember that little, little whole chorus part. All right. Yeah. Let's, uh, yeah. Let, me, let me try a legal tip here, I guess. A legal tip that you can actually use. A legal tip where you don't feel like you have to take a shower after. Okay, um, for those listening, um, today's legal tip, I want to talk about a series LLC. 
Um, the reason I want to bring this up is because it is still, even though the Series LLC has been around for 10, 15 years now, it's still somewhat overlooked by many people. And I ran into this this last week with a client who had a number of rental properties, probably had about eight or nine rental properties split between Utah and Texas. And he was wondering about how do I protect all these assets? And the problem was he had two LLCs, one in Texas holding all of his Texas rentals, one in Utah holding all of his Utah rentals. And he was worried about all the equity he'd been building up over the years in these two LLCs and having multiple properties within the two LLCs. So the problem is, of course, let's say he's got five properties in his Texas LLC, something goes wrong on property number one, the plaintiff can sue that LLC and get after all the equity in all of the properties in that LLC. So he's kind of carrying all of his eggs in one basket, so to speak, by holding them there. So he, is, he called us, actually, and he was wanting to set up multiple LLCs. Now, luckily, he told me he was going to LegalZoom, but he just wanted to get some advice and compare our prices because he was just going to set up one LLC um, in each state for each property. Now, this is a perfect person, and I want to give it this example here of who should set up a series LLC. A series LLC is essentially one master LLC that you'll set up in a state that then has sub-series. Each sub-series can have its separate assets and is treated separately for liability purposes. So what we're able to do is do one series LLC in Texas for all the Texas properties, one in Utah for the Utah properties, and each one of those owns a subseries, sorry, each master LLC has a subseries that owns simply one property. And now if something happens on one of those properties, it's owned by a subseries and they can only sue that series. They can't get to the other series that have the other properties and all the equity is protected. So now the only thing at risk, if something happens on a property, is only the equity in that property. This is much more affordable and easier to handle than having a separate LLC with the state you file for each property. Instead, now we have a, the, the series LLC structure, which again is a great way to separate out risks and liabilities and to, to better give you asset protection when you have multiple properties with equity. Uh, so consider the series LLC. There's about 20 states now that allow for it. Utah, Utah and Texas were, were two that I you know, ran up against uh, this last week. Um, other states include Nevada, um, let's see, Oklahoma, Chicago, or sorry, Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> uh, there's about 20 states out there, Tennessee. I'm trying to think the states we set them up the most in, but um, there's about 20 states out there that now allow for them. So consider that if you have multiple properties or other assets that you want to separate out for liability purposes, it's a great tool to, uh, to do that and protect your assets. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. Were you talking? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm listening to... I'm listening to Kenny Loggins playing with the boys. I'm just watching my <laughs> volleyball scene here. Okay, no, that's it, it, good. Is that was Kenny Loggins? <laughs> it's Kenny Loggins, baby. Because he's he must have done like the whole Top Gun soundtrack or something. Because he also does uh, Highway to the Danger Zone. You know? Yeah, it's true. That's yeah. a that's a great Top Gun song. Just yeah, yeah, to go, just But Matt, no, I do want to compliment. That was an excellent legal tip for those that were still listening, and uh, I thought it was fantastic. The series LLC, it's hot, it's, it's sweaty, it's good, it's good. Sorry, I'm thinking of a volleyball scene. Okay, anyway, this has been uh, a great show so far. Man, we are rocking. We should have titled this the Tom Cruise Show, but we can't yeah, do that. Yeah, what can you learn from Tom you. Cruise on the Refresh yeah. Wealth Podcast? He's such yep, a great teacher. Go. Yes. All right. Well, I think excellent tips so far today. 
Yeah, well, let's maybe intro the topic today, the new startup. We've got the author, David Pike, will be introducing here, a modern guide. I don't know, Mark, did you have any comments you wanted to give? I just had a, th a thought or two maybe give before we bring on our special guest here. Oh, yeah, go for it. I, I'm, I'm zoning back in. No more distractions. I'm, okay. I'm in, in the zone. All right. Well, what we want to really focus on is once you've started business, you know, you came up, you kind of had your business plan, you've, you've made the commitment, you want to do it. And now you need to get off and running. And one of the things that I want to just make sure people are thinking about, and I think you have to really commit to is when you start out as an entrepreneur, small business owner, you're like the HR department, the legal department, the accounting department, the sales department, you know, you're everything. All right. And at first you have to wear a lot of hats and you got a problem solve and you just have to get stuff done. I'm sorry, sorry to say it. And a lot of it's not fun. You know, you might be doing photocopies. You might be, you know, talking to a web designer at night. You might be filling out forms and paperwork and doing your books, you know, while you're eating a sandwich. Okay. There's a lot to be done. That's not just the sales part of the business or the marketing part or whatever you thought the fun part of the business was going to be. And so um, make sure that you're, you know, staying on top of those tasks because those are the things that can cripple your business if you're not attending to them. Um, there's certain state or federal government agencies that are not going to be happy with you. You don't want to be like Mark's client, you know, and, and some people that end up in tax court or in uh, audits with the IRS. So, um, but uh, just know that you're going to have to wear a lot of hats. Be versatile. Um, you can hire professionals to take care of things, but you're also going to still have to be directing the ship, so to speak. So uh, that's cool. Just okay. you can do All it. Right. I just want to make sure you know what you're getting into, um, but also make sure that to tell you that it, it can be done. Okay. Now that you've thrown down the gauntlet, I've got to, I've got to throw down another tip. Man, geez, the pressure. Okay. This is a lot of pressure on the show. Well, I'm going to add one word to the equation before is we Tom bring Cruise on involved in this one. No, no. Okay, he's this not. is Tom Cruise. Okay, free. I, I was going to quote him, but it's too cheap. If I go down another movie path, it's just not good. It's going to undermine my credibility. So I won't do that. <laughs> I'll just give the word. Here's the key word. Determination. I just think small business success isn't always about being the smartest. It's not even oftentimes having the best idea uh, or having the most money. It's just gritting your teeth and getting it done. Just you're going to be the one working at 10, 11 o'clock at night sometimes and, and maybe a lot of times initially. You're going to be working on weekends. You're, not, you're going to give up some of those family trips or vacations or the – you know, I gosh, I have buddies that are doing this, doing that, going – even right now, you know, and I'm – I got buddies that play a lot harder than me and I'm – but, you know, I enjoy what I do. And But to be successful, you've got to be willing to pay the price. I've got uh, a client right now. That has been trying to launch his business for, I'm not kidding, at least nine months. And I'm like, this is a critical time for him. And he's he's taken more time off than me. And I'm like, dude, if anybody should be working harder than me right now, it's you. And it's determination. It's pushing. It's making phone calls. It's sending emails. You don't give up. It's not going to happen, people, unless you make it happen. Boom. Yeah. Live with that one. one word, determination. I like it. Be determined. All right. Okay. Let's bring on our guest. I'll okay. let you do the honors, Mark. Buckle up. It's time to refresh you listeners. Mark and Matt have hand-selected professionals from around the world. 
From successful businesses, personal stories, or hard-hitting tips and tricks, please welcome today's Refresh Your Wealth guest. All right. Well, it is my honor to introduce our special guest today. Of course, we've talked about him in the book a little bit already on the show, but this is this is great. We've got a topic that I think many, many of our listeners need uh, a, a good dose of, and that is uh, the topic of the, the book, the title of everything. I love it. The New Startup, A Modern Guide to Launching a Business Quickly and with Minimal Cost. Uh, author David Pike, a serial entrepreneur, 10 plus ventures spanning multiple industries. Uh, he's been featured on Forbes, New York Times, New York Post, Huffington Post, blah, 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 all over the place. He's a mentor advisor, advisor for startups at Founder Institute, guest lecturer, and University of Michigan, uh, graduated in industrial engineering. We should have known he's an engineer because this guy's all about lists, practical <laughs> steps. This is good stuff. So, um, yeah, no fluff, love- no fluff in the book. It's all oh. real deal, real deal stuff. Yeah, this is going to be good. David, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, guys, for having me on today. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Well, I, you know, I like how you start off your book, Dave, and I just wanted to maybe let you jump from this is, you know, as people are getting started in their business, a lot of clients come to us, you know, Mark and I are talking about their business. Sometimes they have great ideas. Sometimes they're crazy. Frankly, we don't know which ones are going to pan out. I mean, I don't know. But, uh, you know, we're focused from a business and tax perspective, you know, and um, asset protection. We're looking at those things. But um, uh, in your book, you start off talking about um, essentially how to get organized in your business and how to generate ideas for your business. Um, What should people be thinking about once they're they've committed? I'm you know, I'm the type of person that should start a business. Uh, maybe I've got some ideas. How do people start getting organized and making plans to actually execute on what they're trying to do? You know, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and that is, you know, that kind of hits me onto my first point is, you know, why businesses fail is that a lot of people don't do enough preliminary research, um, you know, on their idea to see if it, you know, will succeed or it won't. Um, so what I've, um, you know, through all my ventures, there's a just kind of checklist that I follow to see if, um, you know, this idea is going to, you know, make money in the long run or if it's going to be a loss and a, you know, time suck. Yeah. Um, so it's good to know, <laughs> sure it's good to know before you blow all the time. Exactly. Um, so, you know, what I do is I'll typically, um, you know, first you have to generate ideas. Um, yeah. and you know, how I do that, there's, there's four different ways. Um, you know, a lot of people are, are idea generation machines. Um, but a lot of people kind of, need help in this aspect but you know the biggest thing is just observation you know what do you see in everyday life um you know that you know could be improved or um you know there's a problem that needs to be fixed um and then you know traveling you can generate ideas from traveling and seeing something that works in one location and and moving into a different location um and then just you know good old brainstorming sessions to, to generate ideas but you know once you you know have these ideas um what i like to do is is first you know see if it exists you know if there's already a company out there that's doing this, um, but just might not have uh, market enough marketing to get the word out. Um, yeah. you, know, you might not want to, you know, kind of follow that path. I mean, I personally, I like to you know start businesses where there's no competition. Um, you know, unless unless there is a competitor in that space that's doing a really poor job mm-hmm. that you think you can then beat. But you know, otherwise, I like to do it where there's no competition. Okay. Um, from there, uh, I like to see 
um, put together a kind of rough forecast of, you know, is this business going to be profitable or not? So, you know, just in a quick Excel spreadsheet, you know, this is what I forecast the revenue to be for the first year. This is what yeah. I forecast the expenses to be. All right. Um, now, and, mm -hmm. Okay. And so now this is good. And I love that pre-planning, business plan, research, yada, yada. And Matt, again, a lot of times he and I and our, the attorneys in our firm, we're um, sometimes feeling those calls initially and they're getting ready to um, set up their entity. They're asking tax and legal questions. And we'll sometimes send them back to the drawing board. Hey, you're, you're not ready to set up an entity. Go work more on your development. And, uh, now, and, and I like that first conversation of making sure you're even headed down the right path. Now, let me turn – let's turn, it, turn the page for a moment and mm -hmm. <laughs> parenthetically speaking of your book. What I love <laughs> is, um, in fact, the, the actual title that is just so uh, apropos, uh, launching a business quickly and with minimal cost. And to me, that means making money. You know, what can I do? I've, I've set up my entity. I'm, I've – got my tax and legal structure and I'm, I've got my funding. I, we've had so many clients over the years, you know, I wouldn't say it's a large majority by any means, but there's a, a, a handful of clients, they set up their entity and then they don't make any money at all. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how can you not make at least a hundred dollars? What are you trying to do that's <laughs> so, you know, what, what's, uh, why is this so hard for you? Um, so what are some of your practical tips that you would start out with on, you know, getting dollars in the door? Sure. So actually, the first thing, which you know, a lot of people—I mean, I didn't even do this for the longest time—but you know, before you invest, uh, you know, tens of thousands of dollars uh, into a business, you want to test the market and see if your product or service is going to make it. So, um, yeah. what I like to do is uh, several things, um, kind of a multi-pronged approach. First, I like to slap up a quick website and start getting inquiries uh, or sales, pre-orders for whatever my product or service is going to be. Um, you know, additionally, I'd like to call potential customers and see if they're interested um, in this product or service. And, and that, you know, that's going to typically work for, um, you know, B2B businesses. Mm -hmm. um, and, then, and then finally, if it's a unique product, you know, an easy thing to do, which doesn't cost anything, is throw up a, a Kickstarter page and see if, you know, one, it kind of proves if you're good at marketing or not, if you can get a lot of attention. But then two, it proves if people are actually interested in, in putting down money for your products. I mean, you can always go to your friends or family and be like, Hey, what do you think of this idea? And they'll be like, Oh, it's great. But yeah. when you ask people to kind of open their wallets and, and throw down money, you know, then it becomes a different story. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I think a lot of people jump into the deep end, so to speak, they overcommit mm -hmm. with their time and their money and they don't, um, uh, they, they should just start small really, you know, even mm -hmm. it's as simple of, we talk about with a lot of clients too, is, you know, if you've got a day job, don't quit the day job yet. Just start this thing part time. Let's see where it yep. goes. If it takes off and you can, you get the ability to quit the day job. Great, do it. But um, yeah, I like the uh, those ideas on how to test the waters. Um, what advice do you have people on? You know, as they get out there and they're starting to try and do some marketing, what are some of the successes you've seen from people in being successful in marketing their business or thinking about marketing? How should they, someone practically approach those things? Sure. Uh, you know, and that's a great question. Uh, and the first thing, um, which, not, again, which I've learned over the years is, you know, put together a marketing plan. Uh, you know, before I used to be like, all right, I have this much money that I'm going to use for marketing. I'm just going to do a dartboard approach and, you know, put this much in ads, put this much in 
you know, online ads as much and outdoor ads, you know, focus this much time on partnerships. And yeah. I, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, so actually thinking yeah. it out and, and first seeing, you know, who, who is the customer going to be? And then from there, uh, putting together a plan of, you know, this is, this is how I'm going to reach that customer. And, you know, there's a million things you can do to market. Um, you know, in my book, I talk about uh, several of them, but, you know, you can do advertising online and offline. You can do email marketing, uh, partnerships, promotions, um, referral programs, reviews are, are super important. Um, you know, customers like to validate that, um, you know, their friends and just other people are using these products and having mm-hmm. a good experience. So getting reviews, um, and, and especially, uh, social media, um, getting the word out there that way. And then, you know, there's other things from starting a blog to looking for, um, additional channels for your product or service and then and hosting events. So, I mean, there's kind of a myriad of different things you can do. You know, I, I was interested in your book on one of the appendices you had called Entrepreneur Interviews. Tell us about that. What were, what were you thinking with that section and what it does for the readers? Sure. So, uh, you know, one of the most you know, important things any aspiring entrepreneur can do is to you know, talk to other entrepreneurs and learn about uh, you know, them, their businesses, their, their experiences, because you know, that's one of the best ways to you know, avoid setting yourself up for failure if you can avoid others' uh, mistakes. So uh, in the back of the book, uh, in the appendix, I interviewed four other entrepreneurs um, in different businesses, um, which I feel is great to kind of, uh, kind of round out, um, you know, since I don't have experience in every, every industry, um, other people's experiences. So I uh, interviewed a founder of a, a commercial real estate firm, uh, a founder of a, um, it's actually a pretty innovative product. It's a seatbelt for elderly uh, persons. When they fall, it automatically inflates. So it's like kind of like an airbag to cushion their fall. Um, I also interviewed uh, founders of uh, Coconut Butter, which is a, um, a food play, but it's um, a coconut oil infused nut butter. And then uh, lastly, a founder of a uh, tech play Speckless, Speckless, which is a platform for publishers to um, bring to the market um, different advertising experiences. I like it. Two of my favorite words, coconuts and butter, all in one. <laughs> uh, the third favorite would be pancakes. I mean, if you can put those three together, you're in business. So yeah, that's a you, yeah you should be making money hand over fist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Now I'm going to. We're going to edit this down, but Matt, we can't hear you. So let, we'll just let Matt Dylan clean that up. Go ahead, Matt. Can we hear you now? Yeah. Let me just ask, um, as you were interviewing those entrepreneurs, I'm just trying to see what insights you might have for people who have had a roadblock in their business, you know, uh, and this could be your, your own experience to these other entrepreneurs, but I think a lot of business owners hit a roadblock, particularly new ones, and they got to persevere through it. Um, but any examples you have about overcoming obstacles or roadblocks in your business and, um, how to find success? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that is honestly something that every entrepreneur is going to you know go through in the life cycle of their business. Um, you know, for me, it happened a couple of times, um, in different ventures and, uh, you know, you get to a point where you want to give up and, uh, you know, kind of fold the cards and, you know, you're already looking at how much money you're going to lose, but, um, you know, you just have to persevere and, and, and keep going and, you know, hopefully it's going to work out. So, um, I guess one example for me is I started a charter bus company in New York city 
And when I was first starting out, I uh, took out a loan, I, I formed the LLC, I mm -hmm. bought a bus and uh, you know, built the website and, and I could not get insurance for the bus. Um, no matter how hard I tried, it's uh, such a specialized market um, and there's yeah. only a few, there's only three insurers in New York City that would do it and they wouldn't um, invest in, or they oh. wouldn't, um, yeah, they wouldn't cover a new startup. Uh, so I, uh, oh man, I went through, it was a nightmare, but went through an assigned risk pool where I was paying uh, 50000 a year for one bus and there's you know, oh. insurance and the, yeah, there's no way I was going to be profitable with that. <laughs> so, you know, honestly, finally through networking, I was able to find uh, an insurance broker that I had not talked to who had this new uh, carrier in the market who was willing to take a chance on me. Mm -hmm. um, so from there, uh, you know, kind of learned that after you know, giving up, I just you know, kept on pounding the pavement and networking and was able to find a solution. I like it. That's cool. a really interesting story. I love it. Um, here, here's a concept that I think you uh, bring out in your book, and, and I put it in a different way. I want to just get your take on this is, a lot of times I tell clients to just hit base hits, get up to the plate, you know, just make a few bucks here, a few bucks there, craft, you know, craft your, um, hone your craft, you know, get working on it and see, see what, work out the kinks, but make some money, you know, even if it's, you're charging less than you want to, maybe it's a, a, a pre-opening special rate of whatever you're going to do, but some entrepreneurs just come out and they got to hit a home run. They got to do a fix and flip in real estate that makes half a million dollars. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, you don't have to have these huge home runs. What what do you uh, teach and suggest in that based on that concept? Do you agree? Yeah. And kind of what, what's your take? No, I completely agree with that. Uh, take baby steps. I mean, too many entrepreneurs will you know spend a lot of time and money making their products perfect, um, so then they have this big release to public. But uh, you know, honestly, what you want to do is just iterate. So, you know, do a soft launch, you know, get your product out there, get in the hands of users and you know, see if people like it. You know, they might have tweaks that you hadn't even thought of. Um, and you know, it's really, uh, uh, significantly impacting your sales. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'd say, you know, iterate as much as possible, learn as much as you can from users and your first adopters of your product or service. And, and then go from there. I mean, it's never going to be perfect, you know, right off the bat when you launch, so you always want to kind of keep on getting feedback and, and keep on changing the product as, as you, know, you get new ideas and feedback from customers. Yeah. Now your final chapter in the book is called scaling the business. This is probably mm -hmm. any existing business owners. Um, ultimate goal is to figure out how to yeah. scale the business as optimally as possible. So um, what should people be thinking about as they're operating, they got their business up and running um, in terms of scaling the business? Sure. Um, what does so that even section, mean, maybe? What, do you, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> you know, how, if you've done that well, what, have you, what does scaling it mean? Yeah, say you've um, kind of hit a, a growth plateau and you're, um, you're wondering, how can I kind of take it to the next level? How can I um, you know, add another zero to my revenue or uh, improve mm -hmm. my profit margin? So it's just a couple of different strategies I've used over the years to, to scale my businesses. Um, so the first is, uh, you know, introducing new products or services to your existing customer base. Um, you know, easier said than done, but, um, you know, that's something that entrepreneurs mm -hmm. should think about. Um, if you have a product, um, if you have a product business and you manufacture domestically, uh, look at using an international manufacturer. Uh, another thing is to save time, you know, look at different technology tools out there, and I list some of them. 
where you can uh, automate and delegate some of your tasks. Um, and I also cover uh, you know, hiring additional employees and finally um, um, seeking venture capital funding. Um, so you know, in the book, I go through uh, basically a funding hierarchy I have for, for new startups, but I don't really cover venture capital funding until the last chapter because yeah. you know, no venture capital firm is going to touch you if you have you know, zero in revenue. Um, so you know, I, I save that until you have a uh, you know, proven product or service. I love it. Good stuff. Well, okay. Any final tips for us? And then we want to make sure people know how to reach you and get, get any additional support and info on your book or the, what you're teaching. Uh, final tip. What would you tell yeah. you? you got, there's a bunch of entrepreneurs listening to you right now. This is your one moment to make a difference in their lives. <laughs> what would you say? Well, I'd, I'd say two <laughs> things. Uh, the first is set goals for yourself. It's easy to, uh, you know, be lazy or lose motivation, but um, mm -hmm. by setting goals for yourself and, and having an exact date that you want to complete it by, you know, keeps you, you know, on target. And the second thing is, is don't be afraid to fail. Um, you know, I've had a lot of ventures that have failed, and you know, in each failure, yeah, it's it's depressing, but you learn something that you can bring on to your next venture. Okay, I like, I like it. it. Very yeah. motivational. Where and where can folks go to get more info about? this amazing information. Sure. Uh, so my book, The New Startup, is on Amazon. And then I also have a website, thenewstartup.co, uh, where you can check out uh, reviews and uh, a link to purchase the book there as well. Thenewstartup.co, the David Pike, author of the book, The New Startup Guide, and a modern guide to launching a business quickly and with minimal cost. David, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Mark and Matt, for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Refresh Your Wealth. Of course, we will be back next week with some more refreshment um, for your pleasure and enjoyment. Uh, thanks for being with us. Don't forget to go to refreshyourwealth.com to sign up for our free weekly newsletter and get updates on the show. See you then. Thanks for listening to another hour of refreshing strategies to better live your American dream. Don't forget to get your free copy of Mark and Matt's ebooks and sign up for their weekly free newsletter with important tax deadlines and articles at refreshyourwealth.com. Refresh your wealth.